With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. It is Wednesday the 11th of January 2023. I'm going to be going through some of the Chelsea news. Joao Felix is now officially a Chelsea player. We've had the official announcement, we've had his first words as a Chelsea player, some of the things he said about previous Portuguese Chelsea players that's quite interesting. And uh, just looking through the signing, the positives, the negatives... And then also Graham Potter's press conference, because Graham Potter was not only asked about Joao Felix, his feelings on the loan signing for the rest of this season, but also some key injury updates ahead of tomorrow night's game against Fulham. Other transfer staff, Jorginho, his future Chelsea midfield targets, and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, a potential exit and return to Spain this month. All of that good stuff today. Before we do get into the news for Chelsea, I want to ask you guys, if you're new around here, hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads on the channel also hit that like button because it helps new people find the content as well and if you're listening on the podcast thank you so much for tuning in son of chelsea is a part of the 90 min podcast network but let's get into it straight away we've been speaking about it over the last couple of days drow felix is now officially a chelsea player we had the announcement we had the pictures of him in the chelsea shirt he will wear the, the number 11 shirt for chelsea during his loan spell as we've already discussed, it's a loan spell with no option to buy a pretty hefty loan fee and high wages too, which makes the deal not very favourable for Chelsea in my opinion. You know I'm not that infused about Joao Felix coming to Chelsea. Number one, I don't think it's an area that Chelsea really need to be investing in and focusing in. Um, and it's kind of a, it's not a win-win situation for Atletico Madrid because Say it doesn't work out for Felix at Chelsea and his reputation really isn't enhanced. You've just signed him to a new contract until 2027 and then maybe you're forced to sell him in the summer and and that market isn't as favourable as it would be, say, if he does really well. The problem is for Chelsea is if he does really well for Chelsea, then you've kind of just rehabbed the player for someone else and they bring them back and either try and reintegrate them into the first team or sell him on for a massive fee because you've just got him to sign a new contract. So I just don't see in the long term how this benefits Chelsea unless in a perfect world, Joao Felix does some incredible things over the next few months at Chelsea and then maybe we have to fund an investment to go out and sign him permanently and he's that much of a roaring success. Trust me, I want that option. I want that path for Joao Felix as a Chelsea player more than anything because I'm so sick to death of Chelsea transfers going wrong. Uh, But I have to be sceptical. I have to be pessimistic. And I also have to be honest with you guys. I'm just not that excited about the deal. And as a player... 
I just don't think Joao Felix is that incredible. I, I you know, I, I don't think that he is someone who I look at and go, wow, this is going to be a game changer. But I'm happy to be proven wrong. I'm happy to look stupid if it means that he helps Chelsea win more games and brightens all of our mood. But let's get into some of the uh, the quotes. He said, Chelsea is one of the great teams in the world and I hope to help the team reach their objectives. So I am very, very happy to be here and very excited to play at Stamford Bridge. Then Graham Potter in his press conference said on the expectations of Joao Felix, he's a quality player, can make the difference in the final third of the pitch. Young, but has had good experience. He's a quality player and that gives everyone a lift. He also suggested that there could be a potential for him to play uh, straight away against Fulham. He said from a physical perspective, he can go in. It's always a little bit of an unknown period as he is going from one club to another, but that's a case-to-case basis. It is believed that Felix is already going to be training with Chelsea. Felix also spoke about Chelsea players that he can remember. I can say Portuguese players, Deco, Ricardo, Carvalho, Paulo Ferreira, Mareles, Raul Mareles that is, but there are others, not Portuguese, that I like too, Edin Hazard and Frank Lampard, Drogba. I have to say Manish gets no respect, no respect. And Thiago, of course, another, someone, someone mentioned that on Twitter. I, my opinions haven't radically changed and they will change if he plays well. My, I don't think my opinion is going to change about the long-term kind of benefit of this deal. Other than him doing something ridiculous and like him contributing to, say, a Champions League win then maybe you'd, you, of course, you'd accept that kind of uh, hefty loan fee. But where's he going to play? People who've watched him on a regular basis say that he needs to kind of be a number 10, a floating kind of player. He's not a wide player where it was suggested he might play. But then if he is going to play a wider area, you're kind of then forced, aren't you, to play kind of him as an inside forward. And, and personally, I think that's kind of been a problem for me of of shifting players into the... I, I think Chelsea lack width a lot of the time. Um, so then it's kind of wondering, are, are we going to move to a 4-2-3-1 formation? Is it going to be kind of like a 3-5-2? Maybe if you want to have the extra defender in and you're playing Felix um, behind, say, a Kai Havertz and a Bamiyang, say, I mean, we'll get to a Bamiyang whether he's playing or not, but you know, I'm just curious to see how Felix is going to be integrated and how he adapts to Premier League. My big hope with this and, and the thing that's given me is not only obviously technically you see clips of him, you listen to people speak, he's clearly talented. I'm not saying that he's not talented, but it's how he becomes a functional player, how he becomes a consistent player. He's playing in a team who want a lot more of the ball, which hopefully helps him as a player than it did at Atletico Madrid, a lot more progressive. Although the mood at Chelsea is very negative at the moment, that is still, I think, the way we want to play. So hopefully he will get more touches. He'll be able to go into areas and be looked upon as more of a creative force, which is what Chelsea need. And also a player who just wants to prove themselves and prove that they can be good enough. That that also is a key part of it. We're going to move on to some other quotes here, worrying quotes from uh, Graham Potter regarding injury news. Uh, he was asked about team news ahead of Fulham. He said, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is fine. He'll be in the squad, though. Christian Pulisic is a couple of months, we think. Hopefully less. Raheem less, but still evaluating the extent. We're going to focus in on Christian Pulisic here because it's another injury setback to a player who has had many injury setbacks in his Chelsea career already. And when you think about a couple months, let's say he's back March time, mid-March. I'm just, I'm throwing out an estimate in a moment. But if it is a couple months from now, we're going to be in March. And then we're getting closer to the business end of the season. And we don't know where Chelsea going to be. What is the the mood of Chelsea? You know, what is the, the system? You know, has Joao Felix, for instance, taken up one of those attacking spots and become a real trusted player? 
then where does Pulisic fit in? How does he return to Chelsea? How does he get minutes? Uh, before a summer that I think is going to be pivotal for his Chelsea career, where I think Chelsea are going to have to have to make a decision on his future. I've got a tier list, a Chelsea tier list coming out tomorrow, where I do obviously speak about Pulisic along with a, a number of other players. Make sure you're, you're staying tuned for that. But um, let me know your thoughts on Pulisic. This is, uh, you know, he'd actually stayed relatively fit for for quite a while considering his really bad injury record before but this is the thing that's going to halt him as a player and may just be the sad but defining part of his Chelsea career that kind of meant it didn't get off the ground so final two things here uh, Matt Law a piece earlier today Jorginho is likely to leave Chelsea as focus turns to N'Golo Kante and Mason Mount deals Chelsea are braced for the possibility of midfielder Jorginho leaving on a free transfer at the end of this season when his contract expires while the club are optimistic N'Golo Kante who's also out of contract in the summer, will sign a new deal to stay at Chelsea following positive talks. There is not currently the same feeling of hope over Jorginho. The 31-year-old Italy international is now free to talk to overseas clubs and there is a belief within Chelsea that he is more likely to return to Serie A or move elsewhere overseas than extend his stay at Stamford Bridge. The situation could change if Chelsea move quickly to offer him a big deal, but the club are focused on extending Kante's deal and finding an agreement with Mason Mount. Matt also said in this piece uh, that despite the obviously the, the negotiations with N'Golo Kante over, new, over a new contract Chelsea is still committed to signing one big money midfielder either this month or during the summer a lot of information there I, I think that the Jorginho thing for me is um, obviously I think the most the one that stands out the most because this is a player who we've heard a lot of rumours actually in recent weeks that it's going to be the opposite situation in Chelsea we're in talks with Jorginho over an extension never from like the, the likes of Matt Law, it was always uh, from sources that I wouldn't say are top tier regarding Chelsea. But you heard those whispers, you heard those rumours and you kind of think, is that the best move for Chelsea to be making to hand both Jorginho and Kante a contract with their futures, with their age, with looking as we as Matt Law elaborates in his piece, you know, the, the future of Chelsea's midfield, investing in younger players, either in this window or in the summer. And... We've been over the Jorginho situation a number of times. I just uh, wonder if if we'll find something out this month more concrete if he is speaking to clubs. Best bet for me is still Serie A. I still think that is the place that Jorginho is likely, most likely, and has always been likely to return to because of the style of play and because his agent, Joao Santos, for the last few years has kept on talking about like Napoli and Juventus. So... I think that's more likely. The final story is from Colin Miller here, uh, a tweet that he put out earlier, because there was some noise around Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and, and it was kind of connected to the Drow Felix coming to Chelsea, Aubameyang maybe going to Atletico Madrid, but then apparently rules around FIFA, UEFA, around a number of players, a number of clubs, sorry, that Aubameyang has already played for this season. But apparently, as Colin Miller says here, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang back to Barcelona is increasingly possible, pushing for a Chelsea exit and, due to playing for Barca once this season, cannot play for other clubs this season, per FIFA rule, as has been explained before, would be de facto squad replacement for Memphis Depay, who Atletico Madrid wants. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang... Um, Obviously, was out the game on Sunday. That was put down to, a, I think it was a minor back injury or minor groin injury, something like that. He wasn't involved, but he was brought on early against Man City the previous Thursday, but then was taken off in the game. Hasn't really done anything of note since, I want to say, the goal against AC Milan in October. And you could argue that Chelsea haven't done much of note since that game, but uh, it started out encouragingly for Aubameyang. And it was always my hope that the best it was going to be was an Olivier Giroud type situation. It is increasingly 
it's rapidly looking not like that for Chelsea and it's kind of turned into the thing we all feared when Aubameyang was first linked to Chelsea was kind of an aging player what was his motivation going to be like now we haven't heard of behind the scenes fallouts um that may not be revealed yet that may be something coming down uh, the pipeline knowing Chelsea and knowing how this year has already gone but um I, I just think it's not a good fit and and it's also just the, the sign of a bad transfer a bad a plan transfer you know you give Thomas Tuchel this player and then a week later you're sacking him uh, even throughout everything we spoke about Tuchel that that was just a stupid decision it really was and despite it looked like early on that Potter was going to integrate Aubameyang and try to get something out of him it just has not worked and I think Chelsea have to maybe cut their losses and, and you see the you know the investment in David Datrefafano Christopher Nkunku the young players Chelsea are bringing in it just it makes little sense that Aubameyang is going to be here for the long term and um, he was never going to be here for the long term but seeing him beyond the year now is is kind of for me looks more and more unlikely so we will see if anything happens this month with all the FIFA sort of regulations around it and he may stay till the end of the season just for options for Graham Potter given Amanda Breuer's uh, injury is going to last and rule him out for the rest of this year but um, we, we will see on the Aubameyang situation because it's not looking good but that is it for today's edition of Let's Talk Chelsea thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch it if you did enjoy it hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon all the best Podcast Network.